Hey everyone, welcome back to the ShuffleQuest podcast. My name is Justin and me and my friend Matt run the YouTube channel ShuffleQuest, where we talk about our favorite music and explore the stories behind it. Today in this podcast episode, we talk all about My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West with a special guest, Alpha Media. And this is episode one of a brand new series we're going to be doing here, exploring all of Kanye's discography. So I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast today. With us, we have a very special guest. It's not just Matt and I. We have Harrison from Alpha Media. So welcome, Harrison. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thank you for being here today. We wanted to discuss our probably our favorite artist, right, Matt? I mean, is Kanye your favorite artist? Uh, I mean, up there, You could right? say that. You could say that. Top it's five, arguably. right? Yeah. Top five. Probably top three. Okay. Maybe top two. Well, today, if you haven't guessed it, we are Kanye Quest. We're back at it again, and we're talking about the one, the only, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy today. Um, it's it's his, his, his legendary album. It's the album that people say is his best, his opus. What do you guys think? Let's talk one about it. You got to throw a magnum album. before there. Yeah, you got to throw a magnum oh, before that. Oh, oh oops, oops, <laughs> Mag- oops. Not just opus, magnum opus. Yeah, that Ooh. big magnum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what that's going to Hell yeah, I like and we're, and we're still going I I like where that, that actually went That was yes. Yeah Kanye's <laughs> masterpiece, let's do it Yeah, today we're talking about Kanye's Magnum Dong I mean Magnum Opus, sorry guys sorry. Hey, the album cover, you know, take a look at that Yeah, that's- I mean, I only have the blurred version Oh, wow. See, that's a a sign of a fake fan, and I don't know if we can... I think we might have to just end this (laughs) podcast. I don't know. Do you really like this album? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, You you got the censored version. I mean... I mean, mean, if you don't have it on vinyl, dude, can you really call yourself a fan? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, But anyways, I think uh, Matt Matt had a good starting off question, didn't you? Well, yeah, I wanted to ask... um, So... This is your favorite Kanye album, right? Correct. And I wanted to ask, do you remember where you were the first time you heard it? I was in my mother's bathroom. I was about to take a shower. That's when I finally, I think I bootlegged it, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> Back in those days, just to start off the podcast real nice. Well, it's uh, funny that you say that, actually, because I think it's on, is it on Blame Game? Whenever... Uh, uh, yeah, Rock. Chris Rock. He says, "I'm gonna shoot a bootlegger." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, how good he's he feels about. Oh, him. oh. Also, on that song, he uh, he nearly refused to play, uh, refused to pay Aphex Twin for that uh, sample. He pretty much bootlegged. So, shout out to Correct. that. So you know, it's uh, just check out Kanye's stolen sample, Alpha Media. Good plug right there. Everybody, yeah, check there that out. Go. Check <laughs> it out. Hell yeah! But yeah, so but yeah, so you were in the shower. I was about to get in the shower, and I finally had the album, and I was let me just play this really quick. Play it during the shower. Not the whole thing. That's a long album. That's a long shower. A long shower. Hey, man, you and be a was, prune, dude. You... Yeah. <laughs> then I was, I was just laying in bed afterwards, and I was just listening to it and jaw on the floor the whole time, and it soon became favorite album of all time. And I'm with... Uh, oh. I'm with you guys that Kanye is up there for top artist ever, but oh. yes, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy favorite album ever. Wow. Period. Oh, okay. Like I didn't know that before we asked you to be on, like at all. Uh huh. That's amazing. Well, I, yeah. you know, wow, wow. So was it like an immediate thing? Did it yeah. click with you right away? 
Well, so there was the whole process because there's there was so much buildup. Kanye had already been my favorite rapper. I don't know about favorite all-time musician. The long story short of like my childhood was I had a dad that played me the Beatles growing up and I had an older brother that played me like very good rap music. Like my with my channel the whole claim to fame is trying to get musicians before everybody else knows them and whatnot. And that was the thing like I was listening to Kendrick snippets before he was Kendrick. My brother saw Drake for $5. Like that's Wow. That's to tell you how crazy like he was deep into like knowing people before they were whoever. And so I was in middle school. I was in maybe 7th, 8th grade listening to the like leaked snippets of Runaway when it first came out. There was the VMA performance. Like everything had built up so much where he had the self-exile. He had left because of the whole VMAs thing. He was in Hawaii for a bunch of time just trying to make the album. And so it started coming together in my young mind that I was like, this dude is not like anyone else. Like mm-hmm. this this dude is not like anyone else. And this whole album is a unique experience being that it's it's like a one of a lifetime thing. Like it's so grand and huge and there was so much buildup and there was such a process to make it that I was like, this is something special. Wow. So was there like a a moment while you were, was it just like right off the bat, like first song you heard? Was it like, I mean, hearing Nicki Minaj's voice isn't my favorite way to start an (laughs) album. I'm going to be honest, but the verses on dark fantasy are some of my favorite Kanye verses ever. Mm -hmm. I fantasize about this back in Chicago, just so many good lines, so many good verses and he's having fun. And it's something that you love to see from him. I know we're kind of looking at it in hindsight now because we've seen such a roller coaster for him over time. But even then, so many fun lines. The production is so grandiose. There's a ridiculous amount of features in there. There was the Good Friday buildup too around that time. So yeah, it was just such a crazy moment when I'm listening to this thing for the first time and once Runaway finished and I had the studio version, it's like this is unlike anything else. And Runaway is my favorite song of all time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Like, you this know, is how deep it goes. I, I didn't know it went this deep. I thought, I thought you just liked this album. No, like, it goes deep. Wow. Well, I'm glad that we picked you to have. To <laughs> yeah. No, this is this. this is Who better. You know? This is really good. And what, what I was going to say is this kind of dwarfs like my like first experience with it because like um i i I first heard kanye when i was i I was i was pretty young uh i my my first taste of kanye in general was 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 808s like i but like i wasn't into music then i mean i loved Mm -hmm. music but i wasn't like a music fan that i am now where i'm like yeah you know i'll read everything about an artist or you know i like x y and z and all that stuff but it's like I heard Heartless and I heard Love Lockdown, but like mm-hmm. after that, I really wasn't into Kanye until 2016's The Life of Pablo. And I know that's the same exact story for, for Matt because we, we, we both really got into Kanye at the same time and like uh, it was yep. like college years Pretty for us. Pretty late in the game. Yeah, Interesting. like way before anybody else. And I, I think we were both very aware of Kanye West. Like we've, we've, we've kind of talked about it before. Like we were, I mean, it's, it's hard to not be aware I mean, of Kanye West. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know like who superstar. he is. 
And like, but I would never like be like, oh, let's put on Kanye, like ever. Like he wasn't even on my radar of like my musical taste. But you know, I liked a song that I heard on the radio, which was Heartless, like Mm -hmm. years prior. And then you had the uh, NBA commercials with Amazing twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't really escape it. Like, yeah, uh, I think the first song I ever heard from him was Gold Digger. Um, Mm -hmm. Whenever I was in, I lived in South Carolina at that time, and my uh, bus driver would play like hip-hop on the the buses in south carolina had radios uh like that they would play like speakers at, on the ceiling of the bus and uh i don't know you if they had do that party buses back then oh <laughs> it, was, it was like a school bus but it had these speakers on the ceiling and the, my bus driver um is dorch she would um Yo, <laughs> she she's bumping she, in the whip you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she she would play that song and um the censored version of course of course because um, i was like seven years old um dude and it was a bunch of second graders on there but yeah and then you know, of course you couldn't escape stronger when that came out oh yeah of course you know, all, it was like all my life i had been listening to kanye but Same. i didn't know it you know because like you know it, those were just hits heartless that was a hit but like Justin said, the first time I actually listened to a full-length album was The Life of Pablo, and it was actually on accident because I was uh, hanging out with some friends, and they were some big Kanye fans, and the album was coming out, and I was like, well, I guess we're going to listen to the Kanye album. I don't really care about Kanye. but And then I got obsessed and listened to The Life of Pablo for about f- three months straight and yeah. then went through his discography, and it's like you find all these songs that you remember but you don't you're like oh that's kanye again like power all the lights there's so many hits on here runaway um like you just you don't know it but you know it and i actually had a theory that i say everybody is a kanye fan they just don't know it yet Um, i mean yeah 100 and i mean it's interesting hearing that because in high school i remember being in history class and i was checking my phone because I called my mom to like have me get picked up early because I knew that Jesus was going to leak. Ooh, and I was yeah. like, I can't be in school. Like I need to leave. Like every oh, yeah. Kanye album was such an event for me. Yeah. Like obviously not college dropout late registration, but probably sure. graduation time was when I was full on like huge rap fan and like every single album dropping yeah. was exactly like it was a big deal yeah i mean yeah like i was about to say like i envy you because like when yay came out and kids see ghosts like matt and i were were in that exact mode like that's the experience like like we were like this is a full like event like uh it feels like you're a part of history yeah 100 like it was such a like a such a big moment like um i I, you know it 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 was such a like it was i built up to it and it was so much hype you know and a, a lot of people's consider yay and some of his uh, uh you know albums in, in the, that 2018 run and to, to not be as strong as like you know dark fantasy i can only imagine what it would have been to like like live through i mean like i lived through it obviously but just like kind of experience that like moment with an album as special as dark fantasy especially an album that is like um you know uh not just important to like certain individuals, but like dark fantasy is really looked upon as like one of the greatest of just, just hip hop in general, but certainly of this decade, you know, like, yeah, I remember I was just looking at lists and it's number one on a bunch of album of the decade lists. Oh yeah. On the 500 greatest albums of all time. Like, Oh yeah. It's huge. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I remember, like, I really started to get into music, uh, you know, and, and I remember, like, like T-Pab came out, and I really fully experienced that. Like, I'd, I'd listened to all the singles. I was super hyped. Like, me and my, my friends always played Good Kid, Mad City. So, like, for me, T-Pab was a huge thing. I remember I was, it was right before, like, class. Like, like Matt and I did this, like, like half-day thing where, where we did, like, college and high school thing. And like I had this 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 hour two two hour like some before like the class, and I was just sitting in my car like listening to T Pab like, you know what I think that I think this is gonna be something important, and it actually turned out to be, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I I really wish that I I had the the same experience with uh you know Dark Fantasy or like any of the other Kanye albums. I mean I love Ye a lot, and I mean I'm I'm super pumped for it, but uh, I think. Like these, these albums specifically, I feel like they really changed music. Like, Mm -hmm. did you get that kind of like, like when it, when it dropped, did like, was, was everybody like, were you like, nothing will ever be the same. Yeah. Because like, (laughs) like I wasn't in like music communities, you know what I mean? Like, like, like now when an album drops, I go straight to like, like hip hop heads on Reddit or I'll go to 4chan or whatever and like read like threads of like people's opinions to kind of like gauge like the public perception. But like, what was like the public perception like when this album dropped? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when Twitter was big. I don't think I had Twitter in 2010. Sure. But I mean, just talking to my brother, like that was the main thing is because he was, he was like on music blogging site. Yeah. Like yeah. early, early on. And my main thing with Dark or my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I, I never know what to use as like a shortened name for it. Sometimes it's Twisted Fantasy, sometimes it's whatever. But I call it my ma- beautiful. My beautiful is a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> but my main thing with it, and it's uh, fits with your question, is that Kanye toys with different genres. Each album before My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was its own little subgenre. You have yeah. mixings with soul, you have mixings with gospel, like stadium rap music, you have the electro pop of 808s. But my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is this crazy amalgamation, this crazy combination of everything Kanye had done up until that point. And it's just wild to hear somebody so focused and so himself being his own artist and understanding all of his sounds and melding them together perfectly to create this one of a kind thing that like I I truly don't think there's anything like it because it's so huge and combines so many different influences and sounds and samples and there's the producers there's this huge team the writers a bunch of features and there's just so much about it and it just seems like such an event like you asked if it changed music and I know it's the, it's a meme at this point to even talk about it because of the whole Fantano six thing, but, Oh yeah. But yes, like I do think that it's the most like impressive album I've ever heard just because there's so much to it. And I think that the life of Pablo is an interesting little like junior version of uh, twisted fantasy because it's again combining so many different Kanye influences, but I don't think there's anything like truly like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Do you have like a favorite track 
off yeah, of Run- it. Runaway is my favorite song. Oh, that's all- right. You said that's a, your favorite song of all time. Why is that your favorite song all of all time? time? And so to talk about that, it's just the sort of thing of like, you know, we're, we're all a little bit self-deprecating sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Kanye's uh, path to get to this point, it just seems so perfect because it's everybody's image of Kanye whether you are a rap fan or you're not, if you're some middle-aged white lady living in Oklahoma, what they know about Kanye is that he's a jerk, Mm -hmm. that he's the worst, that he's just a mean guy. And I think Runaway is just this beautiful image of him being like, it is what it is. Like he, he gets it and he can hate himself sometimes for it, but like he is what he is. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful song that, awkward little piano at the start of it and push a tease verse which is just and and that's the thing too is that it's him gloating as the jerk like him understanding that role but knowing that he does it so well and push a t is such a great compliment to that and like i said that there was such a huge build-up they had that great performance with um kanye in the red suit push a t in the salmon suit everything is white uh, behind them. They have the ballerinas. Like, it's just such a huge song, and I think it's the perfect definition of him. And if I could give you a little story real quick. Oh, yeah. Is that I went to see Kanye at the Yeezus tour. Oh, man. The only time I've ever seen him, but it's probably, I think, the best time to see him because it was just this magnificent, crazy experience it was when he was wearing those like diamond masks on his Mm -hmm. face and he was just going crazy there was like a mountain on stage there was just everything was so wild and so runaway had been my favorite song of all time up until that point like i knew that that was my favorite song and it had been a couple years because Yeezus tour and so i'm hoping that he's gonna play it hoping that he's gonna play it and (laughs) Like, it, it doesn't sound real when I tell it, but these, like, six women all in, like, nude skin, like, skin-tight things, uh, costumes, all just, like, walk out, and they're holding this, like, object, and it's so ethereal and so, like, heavenly, and they're just, like, holding this thing, and then they just all walk out in two lines, and they put it on the ground in, like, center stage. And then Kanye just sort of struts out, with his crazy mask on with his crazy outfit and he's like assembling this weird object and nobody knows what it is. I'm in the nosebleeds. I have absolutely no idea what it is, but he's putting this thing together. It like has stands to it. It's this like box and you're trying to figure out what he's doing. And then he's ready. He has his thing set up. We still don't know what it is. And he just like lifts his hand up in the air and slowly puts his finger down and he presses the first piano key on runaway. Oh, and you just know, and you just know, and it's this crazy moment when everybody just starts freaking out, going crazy. And he knows he like has this gleeful little dance that he did. Like he ran around the keyboard. Like you just did this little like jog around, like, like, Ooh, you know what I just did sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And so then he presses the next key and everybody freaks out. Like he's taking time in between. Like there's no instrumental going. He's just pressing the key every like 30 seconds. 
and we're all going insane. And then the song eventually like actually starts. And it was the craziest moment of my life. I literally had tears on my face. Like, man, it was wild. Jeez. That is a good story. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you should be Kanye Quest and not us, because like we're <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh my gosh! I, I, I mean, both of us have um, never seen Kanye West live and things. Like, I think that's that's, yeah. that's insane. My favorite part of that song is actually the ending when it just goes all all vibe. Like the lyrics are gone the, at that point. Like auto tune, yeah, yeah, and he's just like vibing out, humming, and yeah, um, mine too. Like, there's I, like I the that. pianos in the background, like. I, the, mm-hmm. the, the, I just think it's like it, it's like pure emotion at the end. You know what I mean? Like it's not even it's not even verbal, but yeah, like but like exactly. the the emotion still like is, is communicated. It's really, I mean, and also like, have you heard? Do you know what Touch Tunes is? I don't think so. It's like the 21st century jukebox. Like, uh, you can get this app on your phone called Touch Tunes, and then different restaurants and places you go, you can play music. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I did that at my school. Like you request it, and if you have enough yeah. upvotes, comes on whatever. Well, no, this is like you, uh, you buy like uh, coins basically, and it's okay. just like a jukebox where you like you pick a song and then it cues it up, and then it'll play it in like the restaurant or wherever mm-hmm. you're at that, that that has it. And uh, I always pick Runaway because it's nine minutes long, and I can just listen <laughs> to it for nine minutes. <laughs> it's a great point. Hell yeah! Yeah, so. It's a great song, and you force everybody to listen to Kanye for nine minutes. It's a bang for your buck. Exactly. It is um, so. Good. I'll have to start playing Blame Game though, because that's a seven-minute, fifty-second song, and mm-hmm. you get you get a, a nice slice of uh, Chris Rock at the end of that one. That, and and that, if we're talking about just like the album in general, like that, is that not the funniest thing you've ever heard? It's really funny that he just has <laughs> Chris Rock on an outro, and just the. Oh my, like everything about it, just the Yeezy taught me is iconic. And what Chris is saying, like I could do that whole thing right now, but I'm not going to. But (laughs) (laughs) why not, man? We got time. Yeah. It's just (laughs) insane. Like who would ever think of that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, My favorite song is uh, Lost in the World. That was, I think, just what I was going to say when you said that your favorite part of Runaway was the end with all the emotion. I feel like that's the entirety of Lost in the World. Exactly. That's why it's my favorite. That mm-hmm. intro to that song, I think, is the greatest intros to a song ever. And it's also got, I mean, it's on an album that has another song with one of the greatest intros ever, Runaway. So, oh, man. Yeah, this album's, this album's crazy. Actually, I uh, it recently became a, a 10 for me. Um, a perfect 10. I, uh, yeah, uh, it's, not, it's still not my... This is how great Kanye is, is I have other albums from him that are tens. So this mm-hmm. isn't my favorite Kanye album, but <laughs> I do think it's perfect in its own way. I like the other ones for other reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, my only issue before was so appalled. I, I got kind of just uh, not annoyed, but just like... Um, it became redundant to me in the past, but then I listened to it again and I was like... Ah. You gotta open your third eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah. When I was in middle school, like whenever it came out, seventh or eighth grade, when that uh, sci High verse comes on and he's like naming the months, mm-hmm. I like that was my galaxy brain moment. I was just like, oh my god! And it like sounds kind of stupid in hindsight, like it's a little corny, 
but back then I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite song is actually like it's, it, it's changed recently. Um, I think my favorite song before might've been dark fantasy might've been power. But I, I saw a clip on, I think it was like Twitter, of someone deconstructing the sample to Devil in a New Dress. Mm. And I was like, wow. Like, like, I really didn't think much of the track. I thought it was good. I liked it. But now my, my new favorite song on this record is Devil in a New Dress just because of that wow. um, that masterfully chopped up sample. It's just, it's, just, it's just good. you know. And then Mike Dean comes in with that killer guitar. I think it's fantastic, and I don't, I don't, I don't hear enough people putting respect on Devil and a new dress's name. So I just one of the best I just verses on the album is Rick Ross's verse. You I know, love that thing. And I don't, you don't usually, like it. I don't usually like Rick Ross, but I love it on this track. You know what I mean? I'm I right too. there with yeah. you. Like, I feel the same way. I'm not a big Ross guy. You know, I didn't love Ross's uh, uh, feature on on uh, Daytona. I wasn't I wasn't super psyched. You know, he just doesn't excite me as an artist, really. But I thought, I, honestly, I thought he fit the mood perfectly. The the verse he, he dropped was great. Um, that's now my favorite favorite track. So if I'm being quite honest, if I see a track list come out and I see Rick Ross's name featured, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited usually, yeah. but on this on this song, he it goes fits. off. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's a whole another thing to be said about Dark Fantasy. Like, not only do I feel like it's some of Kanye at, at his best, and like like he pushed himself to be the best, but I feel like the mastery of this album really comes in where he pushes other people to also be their best. And right. I mean, it's like, it's like I mean, some of the people on the track list are just not my favorite people. Like, I'm not like a big Nicki Minaj guy. Like, I, I mm-hmm. respect her and stuff, but like, but that's her best performance. Yeah. On any track oh yeah. So like, every <laughs> exactly. you know, like every, like all the features are turned up to a thousand in my opinion. So it's like, it's it is a great it, album. It's a great point because th- one of the main words that I use to describe it and. I've being like the guy in town that is like the guy that loves music so much and never stops talking about it. Whenever you get the question about like what your favorite album is. And I pretty much just have this whole spiel by now about this album. And like, I have this, these notes that I repeat. One of the main things that I say time and time again is that it is just so focused. Like the stuff that went into this album. I don't know if you've, watched like all the interviews all the documentaries that have been talking about it so they fly to hawaii everybody is in black suits white shirts black ties in the studio everybody like producers like everybody that came in you like had to dress up i didn't know there was like a dress code i did hear like i mean like everybody's seen that like a little photo where like like there's a wall of rules like there's like no tweeting, yep. no no press, and then and then uh-huh. there's one that says like just shut the fuck up sometimes or whatever. Uh-huh. Love that. And then like I also heard that like I mean it's it's pretty much common knowledge at this point that that, that you know Kanye has like a bunch of people working on these albums. I, I I think I I read somewhere that like he even puts in like people who aren't even really into music, like he. Like he'll put like a magician in a room with like a fucking songwriter. <laughs> like it's very Dude. strange, but like it always works. So I mean, hey. And like, that's the thing. And I'm going off the top of my head here, so I might get some names wrong. That's totally Leave fine. Out some... But all of the lights, the people that are featured on all of the lights that you can't even really hear. Yeah, I it's know. Like Rihanna, <laughs> Kid Cudi, The Dream, 
Charlie Wilson, John Legend, Fergie, Elton John, like Drake, Alicia Keys. Like it's the craziest thing ever that you have so many high profile names, some of the best people in music and they're featured on a song and you can barely even hear them. I I know. Like it. It's crazy. Everything about this album, all the songs, like there was rewriting for every verse for months and months. Everything had to be polished. All the production had to go through different producers that to like each get the check mark of like, oh, yep, this is perfect. Yeah. Like everything had to be ideal to everyone. So I also think, yeah, like, well, anybody who's listening right now has got to be thinking right now, how have they not talked about Gorgeous? Gorgeous Uh, is so good. Because I I think that that is probably Kanye's best verse. I agree. I I definitely agree. That's Um, one of the things when you guys asked me to do this is that Gorgeous has some of the best Kanye verses. The Raekwon verse is so fun. Kid Cudi mm -hmm. is amazing on the hook. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, and And like that's one of the one of like the lesser remembered songs on that album. And it's a perfect rap song. Like it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I've seen a. I remember seeing that that clip of him freestyling over uh, another beat, or was there even a beat? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it was no. on like Hot 97 or something. I, he just yeah, like I do. Yeah, delivered that verse over the mic, and it was like, wow. It's so <laughs> it was crazy. back whenever Kanye could still remember his lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it gets to a point where, and this is kind of the drop off for me, where I love Life of Pablo, but it's like nowhere near i love yeezus but it's nowhere near and it's the sort of thing where for years kanye wasn't rapping like kanye like it was a little bit lazy but like just kind of strange writing decisions the vocabulary was just a little bit less than usual and then on uh kids see ghosts i feel like there was some like a, a revival of him being excited and like happy and like energized rapping whereas for a bunch of years it was nothing compared to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like every song in this album he just goes so hard yeah i mean matt has talked about that a lot is just like why and and that's why i mean kids he goes is is 10 for him i'm just gonna speak for matt right now but uh (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's my favorite yeah it it Mm -hmm. is and um i mean we've had conversations in the past where we talk about that exactly he's just like I mean, even Yay, like I feel like, is still a lyrical improvement on a lot of uh, like the, the the Yeezus and the Life of Pablo output. Like, I mean, I, I love those albums too, but like especially on like the Life of Pablo, I feel like there's there's so many struggle bars. You know what I mean? It's like really yeah. weird stuff. Like, like 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 on weird wolves. Flows. Yeah, like like wolves. He talks about like going to make a sandwich and Dude, like the sandwich line is so bad. It, it's like oh god, like it's just very strange, right? And like and it could have been like, <laughs> like a, a you, great song, but like who, how are you gonna say I'm a fix wolves and then that's gonna be on it? But like I just don't understand why <laughs> like those decisions were made. Like you know like like, but at the same time, I think that around the Jesus like time. I mean, I know, like for Jesus, it, it's it's like a whole different approach to songwriting. Like, I'm I'm, I'm sure you guys probably mm-hmm. know about like you know uh, the the whole recording process of Jesus. Like Kanye didn't put any of his vocals down until two hours before the album was supposed to drop. Yeah, like, Jesus is different. Yeah, 
And so I've honestly feel like that's kind of been his entire like approach. Like we, we, we heard lots of rumors like, like on yay, like yay didn't drop after that listening party. Like it, it dropped like a, like, like a day after or whatever, because he was still working on like ghost town and things. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's very strange. And then you, 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 you have this album, which is like, so like perfected and like worked on. It's, it's very strange. Like I, I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to like, like if I could have a, a if I could have a, an, a conversation with Kanye, I think I'd probably ask him his motivation for changing. Um, well, I think that he just kind of became more of a, like, um, he put a lot more emphasis on just like gut, like your gut feeling. As I, far yeah, as like the first I think thing so you too. Think, and like, that's like his artistic approach, especially in the last, like the last few years. Kitsy Ghost, I think is a lot more polished and yeah. crafted. And there's a 100%. lot of people tell there's a lot more time that went into that. But like, yay. I mean, that wasn't even the album that he was supposed to put out, right? Like he had a whole another album and he yeah. scrapped the whole thing and yeah. remade it in like a month. Uh, <laughs> Which is well, that's the classic Kanye thing of like, I'm dropping this album, blah blah blah. It goes on Twitter, tweets thirty things, and then yep. you're like, that's never gonna come. Well, yeah, it was like Tur- Turbo Graphics S or whatever. Yeah, yep. Turbo Graphics sixteen was supposed when to is fall that coming out to T yeah, I don't know when uh Cruel Winter. I don't know when that's coming out. Classic. I don't know. I don't know when uh, uh, Yandy's coming out. When's Walk exactly. the Throne 2 coming out, guys? Um, yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, but everybody... <laughs> that's with Pump. Not to... That's with Pump. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not to, like, change the subject Watch too, the too much on <laughs> the uh, Dark Fantasy talk, but I've heard lots of people, like, in his camp, like Virgil and a few others, say that uh, the... the Supposed Yandi sessions. I guarantee that's not going to be the name of his next album. That never no way. is. He always changes mm-hmm. it, but we can. We'll just refer to it as Yandi for for that purpose. But like everybody says that these Yandi sessions are like up to like the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy like level, which I've I, heard that as well. I've heard a lot of people say that. Like like I remember like I watched. I can't remember what it was, but I watched something where where, where Virgil was like quoted talking about it. Like it's unlike anything he's ever done. It's it's on a whole nother level. But I mean, I do think that Kanye, especially in recent years, has surrounded himself with some yes men. So yeah. m- my question to you guys is: Do you guys think he will ever, um, you know, uh, either a uh, surpass my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, or um, just like get close to it? I mean, I, I guess Matt would already say that he's come farther than it, right? I guess. Well, since Kitsy Ghost is my favorite, then by by default, yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess we we can probably speak about it on in, in like a sense of cultural relevancy. Like I think yeah, we, we, I can I can go beyond my own yeah subjective you know yeah thoughts on it. So like, do well, you ever think an out al- like an, he can make an album on par or better with the same cultural relevance as Dark Fantasy? So I think this goes into the question you asked earlier about like, did this change music? Will there be anything like it? And like I said before, I don't think with Kanye acting as this like CEO of this album, him curating everything, there's an endless amount of features with people spanning from a ton of different genres. When you have when you have RZA and Bon Iver and Sci High and Jay-Z and Raekwon all in al- all on the album, and then he has a ton of producers, a ton of writers. And everybody flew to Hawaii and they worked on it for months and months and months and everything got changed and whatnot. That is 
so maximalist and everything it's just so huge whereas kids see ghosts is pretty minimal i think in its design and how short it is everything feels pretty it's tight it's incredibly focused as is twisted fantasy but it's different kinds of albums twisted fantasy is this huge thing where i feel like kids see ghost is more minimalist you know what i mean like I think that maybe he can get on par quality wise, but there will never be anything like the absolute, like huge maximalist thing that twisted fantasy was. So you gave a very logical response. Now let me just tell you how I feel. Sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, so if we look back, let's look, let's, let's, let's look back for a moment. Um, Kanye, you know, he had the the graduation trilogy, um, and you know everybody was all about it. You know, it was it was a big thing, and then he put 808s and Heartbreak out, and people were like, "What the hell is this? Kanye's Kanye's falling off, man. He's and like you know it was it was it wasn't a I mean Heartless was obviously a huge hit, but like I mean that album was critically just ripped apart. Like people did not like that album when it came out. And, you know, it has since become, you know, the most, I would say, the most influential album um, of the last 20 years, uh, just because of how it has led into, you know, trap and all. And, and I won't get into all that. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. But at the time, people were uh, saying that Kanye fell off and his career was pretty much on the down, on the decline. And then he comes out with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And, I mean, obviously... What did that? What what came of that? Everyone was like, "Wow, that I mean, okay, he's obviously at the height of his his game right now, and he pretty much just declared himself the the king <laughs> with that yeah. album." Um, and then right now, I think we're seeing a similar situation to what happened after, or like during the 808s and Heartbreak period, where people think he's kind of on the decline now. That like Ye wasn't quite as big, um, or like quite resoundingly critically acclaimed or anything like that um kitsy ghosts got pretty good praise but um overall i think people are are viewing him as the same way they did whenever he put 808s and heartbreak out so this is how i feel i feel like his next album is going to be like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy too where it's the the what would this be the 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 second revival of his career quote unquote revival i mean obviously i think that he's never really fallen off i like every single album he's ever put out but mm-hmm. you know in like the general consensus i think that that next album is going to be what puts him back on top i mean it's an interesting argument i do think that who he is as a person now is probably pretty different than that first decline because the first decline was he was grieving over the death of his mom and he was drinking all the time. And then there was the Taylor Swift thing. And then as soon as that happened, uh, I think it was most deaf. Most deaf was just like, you need to leave, like get out of the country, like do your own thing. You need to be alone. You need to, I think Kanye lived in Rome for a while. Like he, was doing like an internship at a fashion company because he was just starting to get into the fashion or like getting really interested in it and then switched focus and got 
all up in the next album. And that's when he did that. But now he's a father and now he has Kim and all the kids and he's a huge fashion mogul at this point. And that would just kind of be my argument. And of of course, you have the MAGA things, which we don't even need to go into because I don't even <laughs> I don't even know like what to say about it, because I still am not sure what he really thinks or if he's just trying to be the contrarian kind of guy. But I, I, I don't know. I would love it if he made something as huge and focused as this album, but I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. He did say in an interview that he was wanting to go about the process for this one the same way he did with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, because I think he recognizes that a lot of people think that he's not, like, that was his peak, pretty much. Like, he peaked at My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and uh, he's been on the downhill ever since. I think he's aware of that, uh, and I saw an interview where he was saying that he wants to do this album in a similar way, and that's why he went to Africa and was like recording in Africa and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll produce... uh, I I mean, obviously, it's going to be a very different album. I don't think that you'll ever replicate it. Same thing as like, you know, with Kendrick and T-Pab. He'll never... I don't think he'll ever do an album like T-Pab, but I think Mm -hmm. that he could make an equivalent as far as cultural influence and uh, quality. Uh, but it would it would be very different. I don't think it'll have the same kind of feeling. Yeah. My mm-hmm. take on it is it's just like I think Kanye does best when people doubt him, you know, because he feels like he has yeah. something to like prove, you know. So like maybe like I think you know may, maybe after Dark Fantasy he was I mean he's still riding that high and then he put out Jesus, which is it's a really polarizing one. Yeah, I think super interesting it's got some really cool stuff but i think it's got some very just in my opinion some very very bad bars i mean it's 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 in some in some spots pretty lazy in my opinion and then you know t-lop and stuff so i think it's interesting that he's kind of in that like i guess a vulnerable state right now he's no longer the golden boy again so i wonder if he Mm -hmm. can like kind of rise up and do it but honestly you know what like even if he doesn't I still think he'll make decent music, whatever he does, and uh, I'm just I'm just glad that he still makes music. Cause honestly, and this is what I was telling telling Matt, like after Ye came out, I was like, I really see this as like a perfect bookend for Kanye. Like honestly, like I think it's like an album that just kind of represents everything that he's done thus far in the game, and a lot of the narrative is just kind of like tying up a lot, in my opinion, a lot of the loose ends and like the trouble. The, that he's kind of uh, had throughout his life, you know, like dealing with women and like relationships and like with fame and things. So like if he just stopped making music after, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, what? so maybe this isn't actually going to happen, but I thought that he was actually not going to release any more music under Kanye West and he was going to use the stage name Ye. I mean, he's always saying things. He's always saying things, but that, <laughs> that is something he said. This has just turned into the Kanye West speculation podcast, which is, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I love speculating about Kanye West, but let's get back to dark fantasy. So like, do you rate music Harrison? Like, I mean, like, like, are, are you someone who puts like a, like a grade on albums and things, or do you just kind of casually listen and like know what you like? Well, so probably the latter, like even on my channel, I don't usually give ratings for anything. I don't usually do like album reviews in the first place. And when I do, I don't really ever give numerical ratings. Sure. But in my mind, the the thing with me and Kanye is 
uh, something that one of you said earlier, I can't remember. It's along the lines of, I think every album from College Dropout to Twisted Fantasy is perfect in its own way. And I think that there are like different, like there's like a uh, like an eleven, whereas uh, the rest of them are tens. You know? Oh what wow! I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, because I, it's like I don't. I think they're so influential, and I love all the lines so much. I love all the verses. The production's crazy. How he goes from different styles, and like when I talk about my love for Kanye to people, like that's one of the huge things, is that oh, he made this gospel album and it's one of my favorite albums and it's so great. They're, the wrappings on it is amazing. And then he did Soul and then he did the huge stadium stuff and then he did Electro Pop, whatever. But then, like I said before, with all of those being 10s in my mind, Twisted Fantasy is the 10 10 of them all. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I think Yeezus is kind of perfect in my mind too, which is a weird thing oh, to wow. say. I and mean, like you said, it's polarizing. I know. Hey, I, Yeezus I just, is a nine to me. Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take whatever you want, but where I think quality kind of goes a little bit down is Life of Pablo and Ye. And Ye is the first time when I was not really into a Kanye album. Justin's got a disagreement here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. I just had a fucking bark at you there, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel that you know, there's just so many people who, who, who aren't aren't on the yay train, you know. Um, Here's the beautiful thing, though. Tell uh, me the beautiful thing. This is the beautiful thing, man. You remember earlier when I said that everybody's a fan of Kanye, they just don't know it. Yes. You go through every single project he's ever done. There's going to be something in there. Like even yeah. if somebody hates 808s, like it's it's a whole different vibe from, you know, uh Kitsy Ghosts or mm-hmm. The College Dropout. So there's something for everyone in there. Every album's different. So that's the beautiful thing about it is that even if somebody doesn't like one as much, you know there's going to be something in there for everyone. I, yeah. I, I not like uh, to bring up until that point. I think ranking Kanye's albums is the most difficult thing in the world. I don't. You got a video try. about that. I do. I, I I don't think you can do it. Like with how many different sounds there are, I don't know how you do it. It's oh. just crazy to me. Oh, you can do it. Check out our, <laughs> our, our, our the video we that did we it. did <laughs> to, a week two weeks we ago. Uh, Kanye, that plug. Kanye West tier list. Please watch it. But what <laughs> I need to buy more vinyl records. Please watch it turn said, ads like, on. <laughs> ranking ranking them is really kind of pointless for me too because like all of them are either nines or tens to me. So mm-hmm. like if I like one more than another, it's by it's by such a small margin that it really doesn't matter. And it's by a mood. It can change yeah. by the day. It's that like too. whatever you're feeling. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Well, I was going to end on one last question, but I think you probably already answered it. And that Go question is, if you could change My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in any way, and it can be musically, how I released it, even down to the cover art, whatever, like, would you change it at all? So the easy answer is no. But, <laughs> but I will say that there, and with it being my favorite album ever, and I listened to it, like 
I've listened to it every month ever since it came out. Oh like, my god! One hundred percent. Like I, I, I love this thing, but I will say that there are more perfect parts than others. Like there are parts on the album where I can acknowledge that it's not the best. Like that Jay Z verse and Monster, where he's just like naming different Zombies, monsters and skeletons, <laughs> goblins. <laughs> it's it's vampires. It's not his best. It's not his best. And yeah, there, it, like there's there's different <laughs> moments on this thing where I'm, I can acknowledge that I'm like, all right, that's a little goofy, but yeah. still, I, I I would not take that Jay Z verse out, even though it is that's good. It, it, it's silly. All right, so to wrap it all up, I want to give Harrison a chance to plug whatever he wants to plug. So go ahead, man. All right. Well, first off, I just want to say thanks to the boys. I was not familiar with you guys just a little while ago, but I got a very threatening tweet, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad I looked into it, and I can definitely say that Shuffle Quest is on the rise. I would like to plug you guys in my plug because... Oh, wow, the testimony. It, it, yeah, these these guys make some super high-quality stuff, and I want to do my best to support them. I'm just going to plug this afterwards. You can check out my channel if you want. Alpha Media, A-L-F-O, on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Renshaw HS. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank, thank you so you. much. If you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching to the end. If you like what you heard today, please follow us on the platform you're listening on. And thank you so much again to Alpha Media for being a guest here today. Matt and I also just wanted to say thank you so much for the support on our podcast, on our YouTube, and all of our social media. Honestly, you guys motivate us to do more and more. Right now, we're trying to do a new video a week and a new podcast every week. So if you're not followed on our other social media, we have a YouTube channel, obviously. We've got Twitter and Instagram. So make sure to follow us there. And thank you guys again so much. We will see you again next week.